Welcome to the Call the Vet Show, the podcast that helps pet parents understand and optimize the health of their furry family so they can live the full and happy life you want for them. And here's your host, veterinarian Dr. Alex Avery. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Call the Vet Show. Delighted to have you listening along. And over the next few weeks, I'm going to bring a distinct summer flavor to these episodes with just short kind of weekly bite-sized content that's really appropriate for the season, which is kind of ironic because for those of you who don't know, um, I live in beautiful Aotearoa, New Zealand, and it is freezing. I'm actually not recording this on my usual setup. I'm recording this um, while I'm pacing the living room next to the roaring fire because it's pretty chilly out there. But nonetheless, for most of you I know, summer has well and truly hit. It's well and truly arrived. That warm weather is fading into hot weather and there are some definite risks, some definite conditions that you need to be aware of. And the first which I'm going to speak to you about today is heat stroke and how to cool your dog quickly if they do overheat. Make no mistake, this is a hugely important topic for every dog owner in particular to know about because spotting the signs of heat stroke in their earliest showing can really make the difference between life and death. And then if your dog does become affected, if you take the prompt action that is required, you can actually significantly increase their chance of surviving. You know, heat stroke, it's a really horrible thing. Thankfully, I've not seen it too much. Although, yeah, I've had four or five cases which have unfortunately had fairly tragic outcomes and I'd love to spare you the the real heartache that goes with those. So how can we spot heat stroke in our dog? Well, there's kind of five main signs to look out for. The first of these is heavy panting. So it's no surprise that dogs pant to lose heat, to dump heat. It happens through the evaporation of their saliva. Um, that takes heat away from their body. So much the same way that you feel a little bit cold if you get out that swimming pool because the water is evaporating off your skin. It's the same with your dog with that saliva evaporating. The difference is, is that this is not just normal panting for a dog who is starting to show the signs of heat stroke. This is really heavy, excessive panting. Their mouth is wide open. It's really stretched wide open. Their tongue is pushed all the way out of their mouth. It's, you know, they're really just panting like it's going out of fashion. It's really definitely not going to be the same as their normal, oh, I'm just a little bit tired panting. They're not going to be stopping um, as, you know, they become more rested. So that panting is going to be maintained. They're not going to take breaks in that panting. Um, they're just really focused on trying to cool down. So the next thing that we're going to see is excessive drooling. And this kind of goes hand in hand because the body recognizes that it's overheating and it needs to, to dump heat. So if it can increase the amount of saliva that is evaporating, then it's going to improve the cooling efforts of that panting. So in an attempt to cool more, the more saliva will be produced. And often this will be running kind of out of your dog's mouth, down their chin. Very often this saliva will also start to get really extra stringy and it's going to kind of dangle from your dog's mouth. That happens as they become a little bit dehydrated. And once that happens, we're you know, starting to get to a really bad place for your dog. So the next thing that you're going to see, or certainly going to spot if you're looking hard enough, is that their gums are going to go dry 
and red. So as that dehydration uh, progresses and it becomes a significant problem, they are yeah, going to get dry gums, which makes the panting much less effective. And you can imagine what's going to happen there is that, that that heat is just going to climb within the body. Their gums are also though going to go red and you might notice their tongue goes a brighter shade as well. And that is as the blood vessels dilate um, to try and put more blood closer to the skin, to the gums, to the tongue, uh, to try and again, to lose more heat. If you're getting to this stage and things are getting pretty serious, and unfortunately the next sign is, is even worse, we're going to get vomiting and diarrhea. So as the body temperature climbs, the internal body temperature climbs, you get destruction of the structures within it. Now the most sensitive place to get that destruction is the lining of the intestine. And so this is where you're going to get vomiting and or diarrhea. It might be that it's quite bloody, quite dark, um, but it's just really not good news because it effectively tells you that your dog is cooking from the inside. And once we get to this stage, the chance of kind of being pulled back from the brink are really starting to drop. And then next up, finally, you're going to see collapse and you're going to see nervous problems. So that might be seizures, it might be coma, they might not be responding. It might be that um, your dog's muscles start to twitch. It might be you call them over and they simply can't get up. Now, those are all things to look for with regards heat stroke and signs that your dog's suffering from heat stroke. The big thing though, is not to think that this just happens at the hottest time of day or on the hottest days of the year, one of the biggest risk times actually may already have just passed and that it's often when we've had a period of cooler weather um, and then we get a hot day, a hot muggy day especially, because if it's muggy, if it's really humid, that evaporation from panting is less effective. And also if it's an unusually warm day and an unusually hot day, then your body hasn't, or your dog's body hasn't had time to adjust and adapt to the hot weather. And so it's more susceptible to developing heat stroke. Helping your pet live the happy, healthy life they deserve. Hey, I just wanted to jump in here quickly to let you know that I do actually have a free guide to help you understand all of the dangers that the hot weather can bring to your dog's life, how you can prevent them in the first place and how you can address them if your dog does experience any of these hazards. You can check it out and download it for free at ourpetshealth.com slash summer dog care. And I'll leave a link in the show notes for that as well. So make sure you head over there, ourpetshealth.com slash summer dog care to grab your free guide to keeping your dog safe during the warmer months. <coughs> And now on with the show. Now, if you notice any of these things in your dog, there are some really important steps that you could take. And this is important because in one study, it's been shown that if a dog owner, if you take action when you're seeing signs of heat stroke before you take your dog to the vet or while you're taking them to your vet, you increase their chance of survival by 23%. So that's really huge, the impact that you can have on your dog's ability to survive a heat stroke episode. And there are again, five kind of key steps that you can take. Now, the first of these is, is definitely not rocket science, it's to move your dog into a cooler location um, and to encourage them to drink. 
So if you're noticing certainly those early signs, maybe they're starting to pant a little bit more heavily, stop all that activity, get them into the shade of a tree, into a cool room, encourage them to drink to keep hydrated so that those normal um, internal cooling mechanisms can you know, really be maintained and help to cool your dog to safe levels. The next thing to do is actually to spray and soak their coat with, with tepid or lukewarm water. So you don't want to use really cold water. And I think this is a mistake that a lot of people make. And the reason that you don't want to use cold water is because that's actually going to cause the blood vessels in the skin to constrict, to narrow, to reduce the amount of blood that's flowing to your skin, which actually in effect traps heat internally within the body. So spraying um, lukewarm water, soaking their coat with tepid lukewarm water isn't going to kind of kick this mechanism into gear and when that evaporates much the same way that panting works um, it's going to take heat with it and it's going to cool your dog. The next thing is to blow air over your dog so clearly if you're in the car going to the emergency clinic going to see your veterinarian then turn that air con on get those fans pumping Um, if you don't have a particularly good air conditioning system open the windows get that air blowing over your dog. Um, and that's going to increase the cooling effect. Next, if you're at home, or maybe if you've got some um, kind of instant ice packs in your first aid kit, is you can put those in your dog's groin, um, in their armpits, and over their neck area. So we want to be wrapping any ice packs in um, in a tea towel, in a dishcloth, something like that, so that it's not right next to the skin. But that's going to be placed next to the really major blood vessels. So those aren't going to constrict to any significant degree and they're going to have a lot of blood pumping through them. So actually cooling that directly is going to have a really beneficial effect. And then finally, um, actually placing soaked towels over your dog has a similar effect to spraying that um, lukewarm, that tepid water and soaking their coat. The water is going to evaporate. It's going to cool down the towel and cool down your dog. So really that's a a brief run through of um, heat stroke in dogs. It's absolutely deadly. I have seen this a number of times, unfortunately, with very tragic um, outcomes. The one that that broke my heart the most was a little puppy that had been left in the car. I know, but had been left in the car. It wasn't even a particularly hot day, which again goes to show how dangerous sometimes the out of the ordinary warm days are um it only been in the car for 20 minutes and i'll always remember how hot this puppy's body felt when it got brought to me it was already dead by this stage unfortunately um but this dog was really cooking so make no mistake heat stroke is incredibly dangerous for your dog it definitely kills multiple dogs every single year but being aware of the signs to look for and knowing the steps that you can take can really make a difference. So um, next episode, I'm going to be talking to you all about how to keep your dog cool in the first instance so that you never have to experience the heartache or the fear that goes with a heat stroke episode. So I really hope you'll join me for next week's episode. Make sure you hit that subscribe button if you're not already. And until next time, I'm veterinarian Dr. Alex. This is the Call the Vet Show because they're family. That's it for this episode of the Call the Vet Show. Be sure to visit callthevet.org to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. We'll see you next time.